You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, we son of a gun. We are live. We are live. Once again, we are live. There's a lot that's happened, right? Since the last time that we talked. It's Rogue Talk Friday. <laughs> And it's pretty chilly out here, it's raining, so I can actually put the robe on because it's Robe Talk Friday. Also, should be noted, even though it's Robe Talk Friday, black men do not cheat. <laughs> Very important to know. Uh, yeah, black men cannot cheat. We do not cheat. Uh, Tristan Thompson doesn't count because he's Canadian. Or whatever he is, I don't know if he's Canadian. Uh, black men don't cheat. It's very important out there. So for the ladies that are watching, get you a black man because he never cheated. Black man has never cheated in the history of the United States of America. Even though we're being brutalized by the cops, we will not go out and cheat. <laughs> now that should tell you how faithful we are. We get our heads bashed in by the cops. You know, we get shot, we get killed, but we won't cheat on you. <laughs> Once again, Tristan Thompson doesn't count. Tiger Woods doesn't count either because he's black and Asian. He's Blasian, or whatever the hell he is. Black and ease. So Tiger Woods doesn't count. Real black men, we don't cheat. Very important to know. Red Cup. <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees got to hire, got to fire his PR staff. Uh, I found out what happened. Calabasian or whatever. Yeah, I found out what happened with Drew Brees. LeBron has never cheated in his life. What are you talking about? The only time LeBron cheats is when he flops. I found out what happened. You know, with Drew Brees. So, what you saw initially, his initial comments were the ones that he actually he felt. Those were real. This is what I found out. that those The first comments were real. That's how he really feels. Behind the scenes, he's told people before he has no respect uh, for, for football players, uh, athletes that kneel during the anthem. He's told people that behind the scenes. What he's told people is that he does, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like police brutality and injustice and all that stuff, but he wants black people to protest when he wants black people to protest. You know what I'm saying? That's what he, for the, I found out. I did, you know, I just don't be sitting around here, you know, eating frosted flakes and, and drinking out of the red cup. I go do some reporting. I go dig a little deeper. So I found out that, you know, this is how he feels, but his whole thing is that he always told people that he felt like the professional athletes the black players shouldn't do it while the game is on they shouldn't do it before the anthem he wanted to tell them that they should protest how the white man drew Brees, wanted them to protest the white man drew Brees said you protest the way that i want you to protest when there's no game going on not doing the national anthem uh protest peacefully go talk to the cops uh do the cupid shuffle with the cops you know what I'm saying? That that's that's what Drew Brees wanted. Now he's so egotistical, right? That he thought initially, right? He thought initially just putting the IG post up would be enough. So his PR. This is a true story. Don't let don't let nobody tell you otherwise. He had his his PR people come in, his his managers, whoever you want to call it, the managers, the the agents. And they all came together and they said, Drew, you got to you got to make a statement on this. You got to this is hurting your brand. You got to make a statement. So what they did was they cracked. You see how long that Instagram statement was like, you know, normally when you say something stupid, the best thing to say is, you know, something, I'm sorry. And just kind of move on. When they start, when someone makes a when someone says something stupid and says something wrong and then the statement they make is 700 words. That's how you know a PR team has been involved. So the PR team wrote this really, really, really long statement. And PR statements are really good at, at saying a lot of words, but not saying anything. And that's what his, his initial statement said, Red Cup. And then they were like, here's the problem. This is where, where he has to fire his, his PR team. Because he gave the PR team access to his social media. This is what you don't know, see? Is what stuff you don't know. He gave them access to his social media and said, "Hey, put up the statement. Uh, uh, 
let Adam Schefter, let all of the, the white reporters know that the statement is coming up so they can be ready. We do it early in the morning before the news cycle. And he gave, he gave permission to all of his PR people to put up the statement, right? Well, here's where he messed up. A white PR person, right? <laughs> a white PR, a PR person doesn't realize that, you know, pictures, photos matter, right? So the white PR person was like, hmm, I need a photo for this, for this, for this IG post. And you know what they did? They went to Google and they searched black and white like unity. And what comes up is that stock photo of the black and white holding hands. But that's the same photo that almost every company used when they use like diversity training. It's a stock photo for a reason. So the white PR manager or whoever, crisis manager, said, I got it. Had the statement already. They proofread it, proofread it a hundred times. They had that stock photo and then they posted it. And they just sat back and they were like, oh man, this is great. Because Adam Schefter, and I'm not just saying Adam Schefter, but Adam Schefter and the white reporters that they, you know, sent it out to, they knew of me. They sent it out to, they wanted to make sure Fox News got it, CNN, ESPN, SI. They, they made sure everybody got it, right? And they knew they would be reported as Drew Brees' apologies. They made sure that the headlines were the right, you know, the really nice headlines. Drew Brees says this, Drew Brees says that. It was all pre-planned, Right? But he made a mistake. Granted, some people just took the apology. You know why? Because some people don't really understand the struggle and really don't care. You know what I'm saying? So, so some people automatically, because they're already white supremacists and they're racist, and but they don't want to appear to be white supremacists and racist. So what they did was they just waited for an apology. I said, "Oh, Drew, sorry and everything." But the smart people, the, the vast uh, apology, you know, it's like, you know, when you see a stock photo, you know, when you see a PR statement. You knew, they knew it was BS from the beginning, right? And then now it's PR team, they had to scramble a second time. And I tell you something now, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true because I wasn't the only one that said it, but somebody told me, that's like, hey, people were, you know, his, his people and everybody are reading everything that was going on. And they saw people say, hey man, nobody likes a PR statement. Nobody likes a stock photo. He needs to get out there and actually say something. And then that's when they came up with apology number two. Starbucks. Mm. Apology number two, where he gets his face real close in the camera. But what they don't want you to know about that is that was scripted. That was a scripted statement. That wasn't Drew Brees talking from the heart. <laughs> that wasn't Drew Brees coming off the cuff. It's like me talking to you right now. Like I'm just off the cuff. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything written down. But that wasn't Drew Brees. Drew Brees had a carefully written statement. That's why he sounded like he was talking about it like he was like a hostage and Al-Qaeda had had him. That's why he was talking like a hostage because he was trying to remember his lines. Not a good actor. So he's trying to remember his lines and then, then the PR people messed up because they forgot that Instagram is only a minute long and they wrote out this statement and the statement obviously was more than a minute and he just cut him off at the end <laughs> because he couldn't read his lines fast enough. So it's all, it's all, it's all pre-written. It's all, all of that stuff. But here's the thing. And this is just the truth of the matter is that like you, like someone said, Michael Thomas is going to forgive him because he needs the targets. The Saints players are going to forgive him because they want to win football games. Frankly though, I think, I don't think they're any different with Jameis as, as they are with Drew Brees. I mean, let's be honest, uh, with uh, when, um, man, I forgot his name, that, uh, Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback. They went five and one. That kind of tells you something, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of tells you something, right? <laughs> I mean, when, when Theodore came in there, and the, here's the thing, Theodore, was he five and oh? Wasn't he five and one? When Theodore came in there, it wasn't like Theodore was throwing 40 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't like Theodore was in there, you know, throwing it 90 times a game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, they were perfectly fine with Theodore. So, I, I mean, I think, I think with, with Jameis, they would be perfectly fine, to be perfectly honest with you. Drew Brees is a lot like Peyton Manning at the end of his career. At the end of Peyton Manning's career, Peyton Manning was awful, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Peyton Manning was awful at the end of his career, but he was Peyton Manning, so he kept getting the pass because you just remember what he was beforehand, right? 
You know what I'm saying? So Drew Brees is not great now. It's just you remember. No, the, the meeting that they had was a meeting that they were already going to have. They made it seem like it wasn't an emergency. So, but once again, they're football players and they just want to win. So, of course, they're going to forgive Drew Brees. But the point of the matter is that you shouldn't forgive Drew Brees, Starbucks. And I know I got a little emotional and I got a little, I got a little heated and I'm not, I'm not, I don't like to go all Stephen A. Uh, Letal on you guys and yelling and cursing and stuff like that. That's not really in my, in my DNA. I'm not really like that. I like to just, you know, tell you what's going on straight to the point. Uh, very, you know, calm, cool and collected, you know, but I'm sorry if I went Stephen A. Uh, Letal on you guys because I was just so, I was so upset because I was so upset because Drew Brees tried to call me a liar before when I was trying to tell people the type of person he was even before this. And what happens is when a big white quarterback in the NFL calls your outlet a liar, it costs you money. It costs, it costs you credibility. He's jeopardizing my family. He's jeopardizing the people that I'm trying to help. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, that type of stuff is, is personal to me. Now you can disagree with what I say. You don't have to like all the stories that I do. I don't, it's not that I don't, I don't, I don't, that stuff doesn't bother me. If you like, I don't like the way you did a title. Okay. I don't like the way you did this. I don't like you talking about Kendall Jenner and Ben Simmons. I don't have a problem with that. You're entitled to your opinion. You don't have to like everything I do. Don't call me a liar though. That's, that's the part that, that it will all, I do not, do not speak down to me and don't call me a liar. <laughs> Cause I didn't lie. You were endorsing a religious hate group. That was the truth. You know what I'm saying? That was the truth. You know, like when they got mad because I called old boy the, the, his, his, his white, he had two kids by the, the fat white girl that I called her baby mama. Like, that's not a lie. You know what I'm saying? Right, he said himself was clickbait that was 100% factual. So that's why I got upset. Like, I, like, you may not like how I phrase it, you may not like how I put it together or whatever, and that's fine, but I'm not lying. If you got if you got kids by a fat white girl, she's a baby mama. You might not like the term, but that's what she is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that that's why I was upset. Yeah, that's why I'm upset. Here's the thing: they're not gonna kneel. I don't get to uh, Jake uh, from from State Farm, um, but here's the thing: the, play, the NFL players are not gonna kneel. The NFL players is not gonna kneel. Hey, at least Baker Mayfield didn't call me a liar. He knew he was behind the Cheesecake Factory. Um, they're not going to kneel. They're not. Maybe a couple, but they're not. They're not going to kneel. They're not going to do anything. Not as long as Jerry Jones runs the, 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 the NFL. Maybe, if, like I said, maybe Trump's not in there, but they're not going to kneel. But, they're, they're, you know, they're good with their tweets. And, look, some of them are out there in the streets. I, I, I get that, That's but... You think it's a 53-man roster. They're not going to kneel. They're not going to kneel. And, you know, I'm not... Here's the you can... You can but, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about Zeke and, and Patrick Mahomes in that video and some others in that video. Like, listen, I don't care if you date white girls, right? It's just, it's just odd to me that you're talking about black rights and you won't even get close to a black woman. <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, it's better to do the video than not. Now, the thing about uh, Jake from State Forum is it's funny because remember all of those stories came out about how people say, hey, I wish society was like an NFL locker room. But here's a secret. Society is like the NFL locker room in the sense that you can be working with somebody. They can be your neighbors. They can be all of this stuff, right? And it can still be racist, <laughs> okay? That, that's how society is. You can work with someone and be friends with them at work and have a beautiful working relationship. And when they're in their text messages with their little white girls, they can be talking about how they're an elite white man. So you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going on. You know, the, the NFL locker room is not different. The NFL locker room is these guys need to work together because they're trying to get paid. That's any job in America, right? That's any job in America. You know what I'm saying? 
Here's the thing why people bring up black on black crime. You ever seen Coming to America? And, you know, Rocky Marciano, Rocky Marciano, that's day one, that's day one. It's a distraction. Everything's a distraction, right? Black on black crime, Chicago, looting, everything, Obama, all of that is it's all a distraction, right? It's all a distraction. It's not real. It's not real. Here's the thing. All, all, most crime is committed by people in the same neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's just a fact. Black on black crime, white on white crime, crime, Mexican on Mexican crime, Asian on Asian. It's all the same. There's no such thing as black on black crime. But here's the only thing that happens to black people. This is the only thing that always happens to black people. Black people can be like, um, we think Kaepernick should get a job. And a white person say black on black crime in Chicago. Has nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> Has nothing to do. A police officer bashing me on the top of my head is... Has nothing to do with black on black crime. It absolutely nothing to do with black on black crime. And here, here's the other thing about that. And I, I explained that. I went on one of the Barstool Radio Guys uh, podcasts uh, this morning, right? And I explained it to him like this. Because he was asking about, you know, if someone, you know, if they see one of the protesters beat up a cop or they sh- shoot somebody or something, what's the difference? And I always explain it to people like this, right? Here's the difference. If I went out today, if I went out today, right, and ran up on somebody, if I, let's just take the old man, right? If I pushed the old man down today, old white man down, and he was bleeding on the ground, and people saw me push the old white man down, the possibility of me being uh, arrested, charged, and going to jail is about 99.9%, right? We know that as a fact, right? 99, if I go rob a bank, if I go assault a woman, if I do any crime, it's about 99% as a black man in America, I am going to go to jail, correct? That's correct. Now, if a cop does the exact same thing, the chances of them going to jail are 0.001. So a, a cop can come up and bash me right on the side of my head for walking. And maybe, maybe the best that happens is they get fired and go to a different precinct in a couple of months. At best. And that's the way I try to explain. That's why black on black crime does, doesn't, doesn't make any sense. That's why I just talked about crime in general. In Minneapolis, during the protest, they've arrested 1,600 people. And I think that was just over a weekend, right? 1,600 people. Right? 1,600 people. It took them almost a week and a half to arrest four cops on tape murdering somebody. So there's a greater chance that me going into a footlocker and stealing a pair of Nikes, faster for me to get arrested for that than a cop on tape murdering somebody for 10 minutes. That's why black on black crime. That's why crime doesn't matter. That's why crime doesn't matter. If I shoot a cop, I'm going to jail. That don't matter what the excuse is. No matter what the reason, self-defense, no defense, any. If I shoot, I'm going to jail. If I beat up a cop, I'm going to jail. Even if I protected myself, I'm going to jail. You know it. I don't go to jail. I'm probably gonna get beat by the cops before I get to jail. Cop beat me up. He's gonna get off. Probably get a medal. They put. Pu- they push that old white man down on video. He bleeding in the street. Nobody is, is giving any aid to him. And the first thing I saw when I went to go research that story was the suspect tripped and fall. He tripped and fell. He tripped and fell. It's on tape. He tripped and fell. Now imagine if there's no tape. Imagine if there's no tape. In, in the world of the cops, that guy would have been arrested, he'd have been in the hospital, and he tripped and fell. Even though we have it on tape that they physically pushed him down. Watch it. There's blood coming out of the back of his head, and they just standing there. They don't care. You see what I'm saying? I, talk, I talked about this before. The 
cops are the people that are the highest percentage of domestic violence people in the country. The police. They're, they beat up their wives and their girlfriends and women more than anybody else. So they're predetermined to violence. You know why? Because cops also get away, get away with their domestic violence charges more than any other, any other people in the world. Any other people in the country. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, black guy, in open carry states. If, if you were in an open carry state and you're a black guy with a gun, they arrest you. You're a white guy, you can be dressed up like Call of Duty, and they'd, tell, they, they, they'd be like, help us. The cops. So it's, it's, it's not fair. Red Cup. All right, what questions do you got? You guys got questions? Did I talk about Jake? Yeah, I talked about Jake. Yeah, if you guys got questions, let me know. Yeah, the bow and arrow guy got arrested only because we put the video out. Remember his story? Two black guys. He said the black guys attacked him for saying all lives matter, but the video said otherwise, didn't it? Uh, what questions do we got? Ah. The guy, the uh, the guy did get arrested uh, by my house. Thankfully, you know my wife works for the the, the legal the, the law office, so yeah, they, she made sure that uh, that that got taken care of. So he's he's still in jail right now. Well, the thing about the rookie the rookie cops were the the murderer was their training officer, Ed Water, man, Ed. Ed Water is a, is a, oh my God. Listen, I don't like for anybody, I wouldn't want anybody to have cancer. And I know his wife, I believe, had cancer. Uh, but I think he uses that as a shield to be MAGA uh, Water. <laughs> like, it's, it's, people's like, oh, you can't talk about him because, you know, his wife has cancer. I mean, I get that. I, I don't have nothing against his wife and I hope she gets better. But he, he he's a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Drake has done. Look, it's not my job to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. You have to, you know, you have to do what's in your heart. You know. No, here's the thing. Defensive players didn't go after Riley Cooper. Remember that is, oh, we're going to get Riley Cooper out of there. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> that never happened at all. They never went after Riley Cooper. Virgil put the fifty dollars now. Look, I mean, fifty dollars better than zero. Of course, the NBA wants uh, Zion in the playoffs. Well, he's Dabo Luther King. If you are a coach that that wins a lot, they'll overlook everything. <laughs> no, Kanye's not off the hook. One good deed does not erase you walking in there and saying slavery is a choice and taking pictures with, uh, you know, Trump. It just means you did a good thing. I mean, I mean, I would like to know where Dak money is going. I wouldn't give my money to the the cops. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't trust the cops with your money. Uh, Candace Owens, you can't. Candace Owens is like, a little bit like Jason Whitlock. It's like you can't if you, you you know what their deal is, so you can't acknowledge them because that's the only way they become popular. You see what I'm saying? You, you you gotta you gotta smother those people out. You know what I'm saying? Laura, same thing with Laura Ingraham is that those people know what they're doing. It's for it's for it's for it's for ratings. It's for likes. It's for retweets. All of that stuff is it, it, you know what's happening. They didn't fire Whitlock. Whitlock chose not to come back. Now it's an iffy way to go. Uh, they actually want me to potentially uh, audition for that job, by the way. Don't worry. If I was to get it, I wouldn't turn into Whitlock. Relax. <laughs> I wouldn't turn into Whitlock. <laughs> but they do they, they do want me to send something in for, for, for Whitlock's job because they, they need it. And I'm going to tell them straight up. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to tell them I'm going to tell them straight up. And it, it, it may give me the job 
or it may get me disqualified for the job. The, the former is probably better than the latter. But I'll tell them straight up. I'll be like, listen, your reputation is trash. Black people hate your show. They think you're cooning and shucking and jiving. Now, if you put me on the show, I can start to change that if you give me, let me do what I do, right? I'll tell them straight up. I'm past the age of where, like, you know, I try to do, you know, say and do what, 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 say and do what they want you to do to get a job. I don't need the job. You know what I'm saying? I don't need the job. I'm perfectly fine. But some people do that. They say, you, you say what, you're, you know, when you, you remember back, you know, that day when you used to, um, when you go to a job interview and, you know, you want to work at Chili's or whatever, you just say whatever the hell that the, the, the hiring manager wants you to say in the hope of getting the job. But, you know, we're pa- I'm past that. So I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to be like, your show has a bad reputation. It has, it has a really, really bad reputation. And Whitlock was the reason that it had a bad reputation. You have an opportunity to correct that. Now, put me on the show, show will be 100 times better, and people will respect what you do. And I will put Marcellus in his place. He can still say whatever he wants to say, but I'm not just going to sit there and take it. And no, we're not doing no Colin Kaepernick blackface uh, segments. We're not doing, you know, just shucking and jiving statements and all of that stuff like that. Now, if they want to do that, then they can just take my name you know, out of the running. But that that's what I say. Hey, I have some ideas on on how they can correct the show. I probably should get an agent, but I rep myself because I don't I don't like people doing the stuff for me. They have some decent people that come on the show when, when I have watched. I just don't watch because I can't get with all the cooning and all of that stuff like that. But you can do the show a proper way. I think it could be a good show. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, yeah, I would have somebody look over the contract and stuff like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. Uh, Whitlock says he's gonna do his own thing. Now, from no, I don't know if Fromm is done. I mean, he's uh, not a good quarterback. So if you're not a good quarterback, you, you really gotta be careful with your you know your race race stuff, your racist stuff. So I'll let you know how that, how, how that goes. Don't tell nobody that. That's behind the scene. That's his stuff between you and I. We don't need to make all that. that pu- like, if I wanted to, I could make, like, a whole big, you know, you know, make everybody try to push for me to get the job. But I, I'm, that's not really my thing. <laughs> that's not really my thing. Uh, I mean, they, like I said, they have the bones of a good show. Right? It's just... When you have Whitlock, you have a, it's like anytime you have something toxic, it poisons everything else. So they may not know it, but they actually, Whitlock did them a favor. Now they have an opportunity, even if it's not me, they have an opportunity to, to make it into a good show. I mean, Jim Brown is, is Jim Brown's deal. That's the other thing, you know, you can do a lot of great things. And you can still do bad things in, in your life. So Jim Brown, all of that stuff with Trump, I, I hope he realizes it's bad. But yeah, so they have it They need to revamp the show. All that speak for the whole show needs to be revamped. That would be my idea. I'm gonna work on a proposal and I'm gonna tell them your whole show needs to be changed. And they're probably not gonna answer me after that. <laughs> but I think the whole show needs to be changed. The bones of the show are good. Uh just the whole thing needs to be revamped. I don't know what's going on with Josina Anderson um, and where she's going. That was a little surprising, uh, you know, to me. Uh, but I think she had had some issues with ESPN giving Adam Schefter all the love, even though she gets the same amount of scoops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that would be frustrating to me if I was getting the same scoops as Adam Schefter, but you push Adam Schefter like, you know, he's whatever. <laughs> No, Sage is always going to stay because ESPN likes to have those, 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 those good blacks. Those good blacks on the show. They like to have those good blacks on the show. Did I miss any questions? Did I miss any questions? Uh, you're welcome. It's been a long week. I'm tired, to be honest with you. It's been a very, very, very long week. The Athletic just laid off 46 staffers. 
they laid out 46. The, that, the athletic, I, I like the athletic because it, it's good uh, It's good content. Uh, but, you know, it's subscription-based. Subscription-based is hard. You know, when I say the good blacks, I'm being sarcastic. I meant the, you know, the house, if you want to get tired, I'm talking about the house niggas. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, 46 down, yeah. The Athletic gave out all that money. And I don't think they're getting a lot of money back. Kimberly's, oh, Kimberly's cool. Kimberly's cool. Mm-mm. Mm. They don't get, see, here's the thing. They gave out all that money at the Athletic, and now they got to get rid of some people. And a lot of those people left other places to get all that money, understandably. Mm, but nice. Mm, I just saw this one guy say he's looking for a job. That's that's messed up. That's very messed up. Here's what I do with you know what I did with the athletic. I kept telling them no. I kept telling them no. I kept telling them no. And then they gave me like a year for like two dollars. <laughs> you can't sustain like that. They gave me a year for two dollars. And anytime you have a a company that is based off of um, uh, investments. You can keep getting investments. You can keep getting investments, but at some point you got to turn a profit. And I, you know, they got. I think they got like twenty, thirty, forty million to, to start. Um. Oh, this picture. This is um. This was Valentine's Day, and this is when I proposed uh to Alexis. See the ring. <laughs> So that's why I have a pink. That's why I pink. That's why I have a pink, uh, pink jacket. Yeah, that's why I have the pink jacket. Well, I'm glad you like to read. Everybody likes to redesign. Uh, so yeah. Yes, that's that's probably uh, that's probably good assessment. The nerd got the high school. She was yeah. You know, she was the high school uh, prom queen. Actually, it, that's actually reality. That—that <laughs> that is the true story. <laughs> I was actually—I wasn't a nerd in, in in high school. I played football, basketball, ran track. I was a, a intellectual. That's the word I would like to to look at. <laughs> yeah, I was intellectual. Well, I, well, yeah, because I, I called out. You always call out. Uh, it's not, no, it's not D-O-S-U. Don't put Oregon State with Ohio State. Bad enough as it is. <laughs> well, she's at work. <laughs> That's where she's at. Um, well, I've been doing it for, for 10 plus years. After 10 years, you get connected if you, you know, keep every, keep it real. And you can find out what's going on. Sometimes, honestly, you don't need to be quote-unquote connected. All you really need to be is use some common sense. You know, use some common sense. Yeah, Oregon State got rid of the tight end. If I was high, if I was a high school kid and I really didn't care about winning like a national championship, um, I would go straight to the G League or overseas or whatever. I sure would. Ellie, unfortunately, uh, passed away a few months ago. It's just very, very sad. Don't make me start crying on here. Ellie has went to doggy heaven. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Man. Then she went to dog. Yeah, yeah. Ellie went to dog. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that put like every single thing on on social media and then like want a bunch of attention for it. Like you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> so me and Alexis are thinking about getting a new dog. But we will see. Yeah, Ellie was great. Um, I would like to know who, where Dak is sending the money to. Yeah, Ellie Ellie was fam. And maybe I talk about it at some point, but it's just right now it doesn't really seem the time to talk about your dog passing away. It was a couple months ago. <laughs> Ellie lived a good life. Ellie was like 13 years old. Remember, I got her. She was a rescue, so she uh, she was already four years old when I got her. So I had her for a long time. Ooh. So 
Yeah. Well, I mean, she's white. So I wouldn't be surprised if Amy Cooper got her dog back, got a job back, and all of that stuff. The only way to stop police brutality is to really, it's not about retraining. It's about who you hire to be cops. They hire terrible people. They hire, if you go, here's the thing, go, if you do a little history, what you realize is, is that the KKK, white supremacists, all of these, these, these guys, they turn in their hoods and then they become police officers. So the police, the police departments are filled with white supremacists and KKK members, and it's passed down from generation to generation. A lot of the the cops are hired. They hate they hate minorities. They hate black people. Uh, they come from little racist towns and everything. You see it on their, on their on their on their uh, Facebook pages and things like that. You can tell, and then they become cops. And you can't expect someone who's grown up and been racist all their life to react the same way to a black person as they would a white person. So they don't do any type of psychological testing. They really don't do any type of super. The only background checks they really do is just to see if you've been like criminal or not. And even then, you can sometimes get past those because a lot of them have records and they still become a cops. So they don't really do much to, to, to figure out the people that they're hiring. Is they like, you want to be a cop? You can pass six weeks of training, then you're a cop. I mean, that's really all it is. <laughs> if they did, like, if being a cop was as hard as, like, saying, getting into the FBI or the CIA, then, then it'd be different, I think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you gotta, they don't, you know, there's no training. There may be good cops, but the problem with the good cops is twofold. First off, they don't do anything to stop the bad cops. And secondly, there's two reasons. They don't stop the bad cops because, one, you know, they only care about themselves. Or two, they don't stop the bad cops because if you try to stop bad cops, it's like it's like being a snitch in the hood. You know what I'm saying? It's, they, they, will get, they, will, they will then beat you. They would then threaten your family. Oh, it's weird to me when white people act like this is new. Like her, here's like pro football type talk. Uh, talk Mike Florio. He he just saw a video of the cops, you know, beating up somebody, and he says, "What the hell is this? If they pull this shit with cameras everywhere, what did they do in the days before the actions could be documented? What? Well, wow." Okay, <laughs> you just figured that out. You're 40 years old. You're 45 years old. You're about the same age as all of us. I mean, come on. This, this is not new. That's the frustration. Like, this is not new. <laughs> this is not new at all. <laughs> Ain't nothing new. It's just you white and you just didn't want to see it. Starbucks. I can't, but yeah, what, what was it? It was somebody, they, the LAPD was beating up people in the streets and the headline was shocking. I'm like, how can you be shocked by the LAPD? I mean, let's be honest. It's the LAPD. There's nothing shocking about the LAPD beating up people. Oh no, I just got the Starbucks cup. I just put it in the, uh, the, the Keurig. I just like the cups because, you know, sometimes better than the other cups. <laughs> I normally get a caramel macchiato, to be honest. <laughs> that's what I normally get. That, that's all. That you, it was shocking. How can you be shocked by anything that the cops have, have ever done? It, it's not shocking. There, there's literally millions and millions and millions of photos and videos through our entire history that shows you. Right. Well, somebody said, look. The, the cops have on, basically, uh, the equipment they have on is so expensive, but we got we got homelessness, people don't eat, and all of this stuff. I don't know if the, move, if the movement feels a little different, maybe because of Trump, I don't know. I feel like I've been old enough to remember when Ferguson and Mike Brown happened, that was, that was, that, you know, 
that was a lot of protesting. That was a lot of fires. That was a lot of stuff. But once again, that was, what was that? 2000 and was it 14, 2015? Mm-hmm. I think what happens is, is that I take not 2014. So I think what happens is it's um, our technology gets progressively better. So we were seeing a lot of stuff on social media in 2014. But in 2020, there's more social media. There's more videos. More people have smartphones. More people have cameras. More people know how to mobilize. Uh, There's TikToks. There's Instagrams. There's Snapchat. There's more stuff going on. So I don't know if the movement is bigger. Oh, Lord. The the Dallas Cowboys talking about social injustice. (laughs) Oh, good God. <laughs> oh Lord, not the Dallas Cowboys. I gotta watch this. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta watch this. Oh, it's two minutes of the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, it is a standoff kind of right here behind me. They are calling for justice. Mm. People of all different races, all different backgrounds. It is shocking. The, it's shocking that, that, that Jerry Jones actually put this out. It's a very nice video. Do you understand why people feel that way about cops? The assumption because I'm black is that I'm a criminal. I hate being stereotyped. If nobody hates trust is That's wild. It's, look, don't 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 believe any of this stuff. I, I I couldn't watch the whole thing. Don't 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 believe any of this stuff. Jerry Jones literally. I told you, man. That's nothing. They said I was lying about when I said Jerry Jones told the players that if you kneel, you, he'd get you up out of here. Remember, they said I was lying about that. Remember, Ian Rappaport said uh, I've talked to sources within the Cowboys, and they said that this is totally not true. And then the next day, Jerry Jones said, "Yeah, I said it. I never got an apology for that." Imagine Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network, telling BSO, you know, independent, black-owned network, that you're lying, you're putting out false information, it's not true, trying to kill my credibility, making sure my family doesn't eat and everything. And then the next day, Jerry Jones comes out and says, nah, he's telling the truth. And nobody apologized to him. Nobody said, we're sorry. Nobody said, BSO. Uh, was right, you know, no one said, oh, BSO was the first to report um, on this. Nobody, nobody said any of that. Uh, nobody. <laughs> nobody said any of that. <laughs> never get, never got an apology. Never. Never got an apology from Drew Brees. Never, I never get an apology when I write about this stuff. They just act like I didn't say it. <laughs> they act like it didn't happen. A couple of people will come and say it. There. I'm sure a lot of them are fat right now, coming back in the NBA. That's why they're not starting to July the 31st. Give them a little time to, to, to you know, try to get in shape. I can't believe Jerry Jones put this out. <laughs> Oh, man. The only bad thing is Jay's not in the video. At least he knew better than to do that. They were rookies. They were on the, only on the um, only on the force for four days. Only on the force for four days. What are they going to do? That's their training officer killing somebody. They probably think that's the way it is. Here's the thing. You, I mean, all those movies like Training Day and all of those movies like that, Just those are probably real. Those are probably real. Where, you know, the, the old bad cop, and the new cop wants to do right, but the bad cop is like, hey, this is the way it goes. <laughs> That's the way it is. That's the way it is. All right. Um, I gotta get out of here. I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this cowboys story because I gotta let people know this stuff is fake. Mess the, the video was nicely put together, and the message is great. It the problem is with, with these companies and stuff. Their message is wonderful. Their actions prove that they don't care anything about the message. 
Black Widow, you still got to wait a little bit for that. That's the problem. The problem is not the message. The problem is not what they're putting out there. It's not the statements. It's not any of that. All of that is great. It's their actions. Their actions prove that they don't believe their statements. You know, it's, it would be like, it'd be like Ezekiel Elliott putting out a statement saying, you know, I love all black women. I mean, that could be true, kind of, but your action says you, you like the milk yacht. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I get it. Like the, the the message is good. Like all black, you know, black. Oh, I love all black women. I love me some black women. But then you see him on the milk yacht. It's like the message is good, and the actions don't match up. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, like I, I get it. I, I mean, I understand. I mean, Patrick. I thought what, what Patrick Mahomes said was interesting. He said, I, I've, never, I've never had to deal with racism. It's true. I can tell because you got your ugly white girl. I can tell when, when the mixed guys and the black, some of the black guys say, I, I quote unquote, never dealt with racism because they've just been around white people all their life. And if you're a black guy and you can play sports really well, white people will treat you differently than they do your average everyday black person. So it's kind of a mask, right? You're like, how can it be racism? Well, you've been the high school quarterback, you know, star quarterback all your life, and you won a Super Bowl. Of course, white people treat you better. <laughs> yeah, with your ugly white girlfriend and her ugly white friends, you know. I understand that. I understand that. It's just, it just, it just, it's a little hypocritical. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's a little hypocritical. It's, 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 yeah, it's all hypocritical. I mean, at least Deshaun Watson was out there marching. That was more than Drew Brees. Like, I hope someone like Deshaun Watson, who's been taught to not do anything and not say anything, realizes, you know, I have a voice. I'm a big person in Houston. I have to get out there and be on the streets with people because it's white people telling them that and sell out black people that are telling them that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't say anything. Don't get caught up in politics. Just shut up and play ball, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes you just can't play ball. You know, ball, you know, you got to get out there in the streets. So he seems like he's dipping his toe in it a little bit, which is good for him. He's dipping your toe. Yeah, man, they, they may get Finn up out of here. They may get Finn up. They, don't, don't let them Star Wars fool you. The only thing is, sometimes you got to do like the Jedi mind trick, no pun intended, is you got you to gotta be so strong with your statement that if they were to like quote unquote blackball you, it'd be so obvious that they can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be wishy-washy. You got to come out there with the bullhorn and say, I'm my, my career may be over, but screw this, F racism. So you got to put it out there. That way, if it does happen, you'd be like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a little Jedi mind trick. I saw Jordan Peele said he's going to look out for him. But look, you know, there's only so many Candyman movies that somebody can be in. Honestly, Us wasn't that good. I'll be perfectly frank with you. I went to it, you know, to support the, the brother and everything. But it, Us is not that good of a movie. It really isn't. <laughs> but we still got to support the brothers. But it's not that good of a movie. It's it's really trash. Honestly. It's a bad movie. Well acted. Well, let me let me rephrase that. Well acted. Terrible movie though. Like honestly, who didn't like? You could have watched the first two minutes of that and knew the entire movie. It, it. I'm not saying that movies have to be like sensical. Because I like the Fast and the Furious franchise. But when you try to get those fake deep movies. I expect a fake deep movie to have some sort of, make some sort of sense. The movie made no sense at all. It literally makes no, go to like a, what's that YouTube channel? Cinema Sins? And look at, look at Cinema Sins uh, for, for us. It's not a good movie at all. I was in the movie like, this movie's terrible. <laughs> this movie makes no sense. It literally, not even close to making any sense at all. Get out. Excellent movie. Makes perfect sense. Honestly, it happens a lot. Us, awful. Terrible. Not a good movie at all.
Sorry. Invisible Man is not bad. <laughs> Invisible Man is not bad, but yeah, Us is, is, a, is a terrible, terrible movie. But support the, I still support the brother, though. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, we got to do that. It's sad that, you know, we can't just be like, I don't like it, I want, but you got to support the brother. Because he's doing big things in Hollywood. He's giving people opportunities and all of that stuff. I check out the trailer for the new, the new series. I'm not saying all of his movies. I'm just saying that Us, Us was one of those type of movies where you say you make Get Out, and people are like, hey, you really cool with the twist and the turns and the, and the deep process, and then you overthink it, and then you get Us. You know what I'm saying? And then, the you know, people don't want to say it's bad because, you know, you don't want to be seen like somebody that is against the, the you know, our people. Like, I didn't say it was bad in public. <laughs> just telling you guys it's awful. Yeah, it's just a terrible movie. Sorry. Sorry, Jordan Peele. But I still support you, whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I didn't, I hadn't seen Queen and Slim. I was supposed to. I'm not exactly sure what happened. But... I heard it was terrible too. <laughs> I heard it was terrible too. I haven't gotten around. I'm going to try to watch it at some point. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, but I'm going to try to watch it. I am. Maybe when it comes on cable one night, but I, I heard it was it was terrible too. And once again, those are good actors, but I heard it was terrible too. And somebody should tell Brock Lesnar, no more chokehold. Yeah. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, I see you guys uh, next week. Hopefully, better news next week. Better week next week. Yeah, um, shit. Every time I feel like it's, it's slowing down and the cops are relaxing, they end up beating up more people. And I heard they, they start. They got some big protests planned for the weekend. So if you guys are gonna be out there, be safe um, and everything. I'm going to try tonight to just you know chill and have a nice, happy, comfortable maybe Netflix and chill. Uh, night with my wife who has been trooper through this entire thing and is doing her best to actually help people that are being brutalized uh, in the streets. They actually took on a few clients that got beat up by the cops and everything. But we need like a chill night and then get I'll be right back on it uh, on the weekend, you know, calling out uh, the white supremacists and and, uh, racist cops. Uh, All right. You guys be safe and I'll see you soon.